We're speaking today with Cynthia Corbett of the Cynthia Corbett Gallery, an international contemporary art gallery based in London that represents emerging artists and mid-career stars of the future. In 2009, Cynthia founded and launched the Young Masters Art Prize. Cynthia, as you know, the focus for Tanager Wealth is transatlantic. So I'd like to begin by asking you just to uh, describe briefly the art market here in London and how does it differ and does it differ significantly from say New York or San Francisco? That's a wonderful, really, really interesting question. Um, uh, London has become and is, and is actually known now as probably the center of the art market. It has eclipsed Paris, you know, in the in the 19th century, and then also in the 20th century, New York. Um, there's so much happening in London in all aspects of the art market as well. Everything from really dynamic, uh, um, exciting graduate art um, uh, school um, exhibitions to, of course, the big blockbusters that we see at the Royal Academy and Tate, and then, of course, um, also the Freeze Art Fair. Um, there's, there seems to be more of a, a real depth and variety, perhaps, in the London market than New York and San Francisco. Although, really, um, New York will always have, you know, the great galleries in Chelsea, and, of course, it will have wonderful, wonderful exhibitions. Um, San Francisco, which I, which um, that's an interesting uh, question you would ask about San Francisco, because I just returned from San Francisco. I just did an art fair there, and actually, I have to say, the West Coast in America is starting to have a buzz, and that's exciting. And it's a buzz that I would say is younger, younger artists, but not necessarily really inexpensive artists that are, are admiring the past and what was what what like kind of the the whole experience that was the West Coast art vibe and the movement. And that is creating an, a, a significant buzz and I think a dynamism in, in that's happening on the West Coast. Um, you know it's it's early days but it may rival New York a bit. Great. Um, for someone who's thinking about starting an art collection, I want to ask you to first make the case for collecting emerging artists and give us some practical advice about how to get started. Now, that's a really, really good um, question and, and a good point. Um, emerging artists, I mean, the thing about emerging artists that's so wonderful um, for a new collector or young collector or even frankly a seasoned collector of like say old masters or modern masters is that with emerging artists um, you can really buy exactly what you fall in love with exactly what you fall in love with you you don't you don't have to sit for hours and and research um, you know the the trends the you know the graphs that you know is this the right time for a Picasso or did it you know is it hit its peak or or a Warhol that sort of thing you you can buy what you love and then of course um, then after that you know you 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 can say buy a number of artists that you really love and then of course research the the background on those artists and uh, new young collectors um, are 
are more and more uh, asking the right questions as well. Well, for instance, oh yes, I'm, I fall in love with this with this with this art and this artist. But let me ask the gallerist, where did they go to? Where did they train? Um, what collections are they in already? Or what is the future for the artist? Or how serious is this artist? So all these questions are are, are viable and should be asked. And in and any gallery that is a good gallery should answer those questions for you. Even if they say, oh, no, the, the artist has just graduated from Campbell last year or you know last week, and we're not really sure where, where the artist is going. Um, but it's a, it's a wonderful way also um, to become like, um, like an old-fashioned patron, you know, like, the, like what the royal families used to do or the church used to do or the Medicis used to do. You have no idea, even spending, say, 5,000 pounds on a work of art or a series of, of, of art, artworks by a young artist, you have no idea what the impact on that is for their career. It's huge. Um, so, and then you can get to know the artist and follow their career. You know, it's, it's, all, it's, all, um, um, it's all just very important. And, 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 I, and I say it's also um, very enjoyable. And, and exciting. Um, you also asked me about practical advice. Would you like me to say something about practical advice? Okay. So, you know, in terms of practical advice, I always tell people, go to, for, for, for the um, young emerging, go to a lot of the affordable art fairs. They're always good. But be discerning in what you're looking at. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've met the probably the most some of the most important collectors in the world, even at affordable art fairs, because they know what they're doing and they know what they're looking for. They're you know they're looking for quality, but you know they're not um, they don't want to spend too much money. So the affordable art fairs all over the world they're they're a really good place to start um, and be discerning. And the other thing is, um, if you have a particular interest, say in photography. Um, it's worth maybe spending some time on um, just you know browsing browsing the internet and, and going young photographers or photography prizes or um, and, and like my, my young master's prize for instance if you know you I, I can't tell you how many people have been searching the internet and they come across the young master's art prize and they're astounded and they're so happy because all the artists that are involved with the young master's art prize are pretty much emerging and so their prices are low but their quality is so high because it's been a juried exhibition and they're looking at the past and they're looking at classical art um, but that's one another way to do it um, a third really good way is depending on where you are in the world is to look and see if you have time to go to some of the graduate um, shows because the graduate shows encompass, I'd say, in, in, I, probably London is the most exciting, but New York has you know, quite a few graduate shows as well. Um, and you're looking at the, um, yeah, some BA, BFA, MA, MFA um, art programs. Um, and so what do you put shows. into Google to find oh, those? Okay, so for Google, you would put, <laughs> you would put art schools, degree shows. Okay. Um, that should help you, and I guess if you're in London, I would put um, degree shows, um, art degree shows London. Okay. In New York, I, I think they're called something different. They're probably called um, uh, fine art degrees exhibitions. 
in New York. Is there a season? Is there a time of year where when yep. they tend to come up? Absolutely. Good question. It's always to be in the spring and, and spring, summer, and fall. So that that's that's mainly when they are. Um, a fourth thing that um, um, you can do is is to go to the big exhibitions like the summer exhibition. Uh, but that's you know fairly overwhelming because um, there's so 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 much. But um, I guess one could Google summer exhibition young painters or something like that. Um, but and 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 then the other thing about the other aspect of the practical advice is to um, like go to as many exhibitions as you can or walking around, but find galleries that um, that you actually really connect with the gallerist. And and probably when it comes to young emerging, I have to say because I am a a, a, gal a gallerist curator, and I work with young artists and then now some. Uh, mid-career because I've been nurturing them and, and helping them for the last five to ten years you want to find a find a gallerist that you can really trust that really understands you and and has time for you and is willing to advise you on um, you know practical things like framing like archival nature of the work hanging hanging installation mm -hmm. um, shipping transport mm -hmm. insurance you know all these things and if a gallery doesn't want to answer those questions and and doesn't want to work with you on that they're not worth um, working with because these are things that you know it, particularly as I, I think a lot of your clients will be very very busy they'll be very international you should be able to offer them these services and young galleries like mine we don't have those in-house but oh my goodness do we have great people we have only the best people to refer and um, and things like even foreign exchange we've been asked to do a lot with foreign exchange for people that's that say an American um, buyer but he's, he's he wants to buy a whole series in the UK we've 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 done stuff with that as well well that's very interesting Cynthia and uh, I know that actually foreign exchange is not foreign territory for you because we were once classmates at the Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy and that prior to becoming a uh, gallery owner and curator you were an emerging markets economist for a major financial institution so for the benefit of anyone considering a big career change tell us a little bit about that journey yes i i, I often joke and i say to people um i i went from being uh um uh working in the emerging markets to emerging artists and um helping the emerging markets um, um organize their debt to to actually using my knowledge about that to to get banks to lend me money so that I could support uh, emerging artists. But um, yeah, career changes uh, has, I mean, there's, there's positives and, and um, challenges, I should say. I don't like to say negative. I don't believe in that. Positive and challenges. Um, I went back to college to study art history because it had always been a passion of mine. And it was at, it was at a time when my daughter was young and having some career, uh, some educational challenges. And um, I um, 
I decided to retrain and I decided to, to study at Christie's because Christie's and Sotheby's both have an excellent education department um, related to art history, but it has a practical side as well. Uh, and it was very interesting for me because having been an international economist banker um, and with very large institutions, you know, there was so much, um, so much support in, in those institutions. Uh, it didn't really train one to be an entrepreneur because I think being an entrepreneur is you have to do everything. Um, but I think having a passion and, and um, you know, having a commitment and then having some really good background, good grounding and good practical sense I think was really what was was stood me in very good stead to make the career transition, but I think um, I can speak for myself, having gone from international economist to an international gallerist. I think it's really important to go with also again go for quality. Um, I I knew I wanted to do something related to the art world, but I wasn't sure exactly what. But I, I just felt that um, I didn't want to just take a you know any old course. Christie's and Sotheby's have fantastic names. They're you know they're they're really well respected. They're international, so that is why I invested time and you know money to, to do that. And you know for sure it's a credential again that you can have. It's like a training credential. So I think it really helps when you make a career change to to make an investment in time and possibly financial investment, um, have a passion that drives you forward, but but not a passion that is going to um, blind you from the fact that, you know, being an entrepreneur or having your own business, for instance, is, is really a lot of work and um, requires, you know, you know a, a, a big dedication. And, and I also think it does require a certain amount of um, hungriness. Because even if you, you know, even if you were a very successful um, city banker who had, um, you know, massive bonuses um, to fall back on, and you know was doing really well, if you if you choose to make a career change to become an entrepreneur where you're going to service people, one must take, you know, be very very serious about the business side. Because it's not just yourself you're thinking about. You're thinking about potentially your clients. You're thinking about, well, in my case, it's the artists I represent. It's the institutions I might, um, I, I, I might work with. They want to know you're very serious and that it's not like a hobby. So, and I kind of, I'm, I actually mentor people through the Association of Women Art Dealers, which is a really, really good um, you know, little um, organization. And um, many people now are coming to me and saying, well, give me some advice. And I lecture at Sotheby's and I lecture at Christie's and, and, and talk about this side of things. Talk about how, you know, how it's so important to be professional and to be really serious. And, and oh, you know, obviously, have a passion and have fun because that's what life's about, isn't it? It is indeed. Um, Cynthia, I want to thank you so much for being on Tanager Talk today. We've learned a lot about the art market, about career changes, and thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure.